Today's episode of Locked On Eagles is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. As always, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Eagles fans? This is Louis DiBiase. Happy Monday, August 10th. We are recording our first episode this week of five. Download it into your phone if you subscribe to the show on any platform or on Lockdown Eagles. Dot com. Getting into it, folks. Training camp is here. The Eagles, uh, we're relying right now since there's no media allowed at practices. All we've got right now to go off of, based on what's happening in practice outside of these interviews, is the PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Their official social media accounts have been posting some training camp videos. So we got uh, some highlights today of you know Jalen Rager and Quez Watkins and John Hightower catching footballs and Davian Taylor going through drills. So it's kind of cool to see that even though the media is locked out and we really don't know what's going on at the NovaCare Complex, that there is football being played the practice field, these guys are out there and they are getting ready for a 2020 season that is going to happen. At least it's going to start on time. And it was awesome to see. And again, I eat that stuff up. No matter how long I'm in this industry and I'm doing this for a living, talking about the Eagles and about uh, football in general, the 10-year-old in me still gets pumped when the Eagles post those. You know, Even as stupid as it is, those training camp highlight videos, to see Jalen Rager in his helmet and wearing number 18, you know, the most explosive number 18 they've had since Jeremy Macklin. To see my boy Quez Watkins, you know, catching footballs. And even as much as I hated the pick, it's cool to see Jalen Hurts out there, you know, developing chemistry with a lot of these young wide receivers in case he's ever got a play. So I'm excited that training camp's getting going here. It is disappointing that this year of all years, there's going to be no preseason and there's not going to be the play-by-play at training camp because I'm just so interested in this this depth uh, that the Eagles have across the roster. It's young, it's unproven, but it is very exciting. So, I, man, as much as we knock on preseason football, I am going to miss it this year because, again, I would love to see guys like Rager and Hightower and Watkins out there. And not just them, but like on the offensive line. See what Jack Driscoll can do in his rookie year and Prince Tego Winogo and see where Jordan Maialata is at in his development. And then on defense as well, let's see the safety transition for Jalen Mills. And let's watch this cornerback battle happen at CB2. Maddox versus Sidney Jones versus, you know, Razul Douglas and see if Craven LeBlanc can get a crack at it. But as much as I complain and I wish that we could get everything right now, I'm glad we're getting some meat off the bones here and that training camp is underway. Coming up on today's edition of the podcast, I want to continue to get into the linebacker position because there was some very noteworthy news this weekend. Eagles linebacker Jatavis Brown has retired from the NFL. And to me, and for those that maybe are not familiar with who Jatavis Brown was, he is a linebacker formerly from the San Diego and Los Angeles Chargers that the Eagles signed in free agency for a very low, uh, not a lot of guaranteed money, a one-year contract in free agency. He's But he's only 26 years old. He was really fast, explosive, a big hitter, can fly. He can you know thrive in coverage in space. He kind of stuck with the theme the Eagles have had this offseason on both sides of the football. Explosiveness, speed, spacing. Can you thrive in space? And that was something Jatavis Brown could do at least in 2018. So again, wasn't a 
someone that they were going to be relying on as like a core piece of this defense, someone they needed to play in 2020. I've even seen reporters say that they thought Brown could have been cut anyway. However, for me, I think this is a bigger deal, specifically for the linebacker position, not for if the Eagles are going to be able to compete in 2020. This is not a Jenga piece that if you lose, the whole tower comes crashing down. Um, And especially, you guys have heard me talk about linebacker. It's not a position that I really care about that much, that Geno cares about when it comes to how modern-day defenses are going. The linebacker position, I think, is the least important, to be perfectly honest with you, or at least the traditional type of linebackers are not really that important anymore, especially in a defense that the Eagles are going to be using so many defensive backs, right? Four safeties are going to get significant time. Four cornerbacks, at least maybe five, because you're going to want Craven LeBlanc on the field at times, and same with Sidney Jones and Avante Maddox and even Razul Douglas. So with all that being said, though, for the linebacker position specifically, Some people don't think Jadavis Brown retiring is a big deal. I do think it's a big deal. I think he was much closer this season, this offseason, to creating a big role for himself on defense versus being cut. I think he was closer to being a three-down linebacker for this defense that gets a majority of snaps at the position, maybe even over Nate Geary, who is the expected, you know, right now LB1. I think Brown was closer to beating out Geary for that spot than he was getting cut. That's just where I'm at. I was more focused on Brown and guys like Davey and Taylor, whereas some other folks are talking about the likes of Duke Riley and you know TJ Edwards and, and those linebackers. To me, this is a big deal. I was hoping that Brown, as I talked about, could return to that 2018 form. On a very similar defense, the Chargers defense back then in 2018, I think, is very similar to what the Eagles are going to have in 2020. It was very matchup-based. It was loaded with defensive backs. They were having at least six defensive backs on the field at a time. There were times where there'd be seven, and there'd be no linebackers out there. You'd have seven defensive backs, and you'd have four defensive linemen. With the way the, the Chargers were so talented at cornerback and safety, that's the way it worked. But when they did use a linebacker, Jatavis Brown was the guy that was on the field. Jatavis Brown was the guy on third and long and passing clear passing situations for the offense. Jatavis Brown was the linebacker the Chargers trusted. And I was hoping, since he showed that ability before, even though he played his way off the roster in 2019, right? He couldn't tackle anybody. He struggled in coverage, honestly, and he just he played his way off the field. I was hoping he could return to that 2018 form and give the Eagles a reason to not need Nate Geary as much as right now it looks like they're going to need him. Because right now, as much as I like TJ Edwards, he's not going to be relied upon on all three downs. He's a limited player. Yeah, he's a great tackler. He's always in the right position. His assignments, he knows how to read offenses really well, especially against the run. But at the same time, you knew he wasn't going to be somebody that was an every-down linebacker. It was really, to me, between, until Davian Taylor's ready, it was between Nate Geary and Jatavis Brown. I mean, when you look at Jatavis Brown and what he thrived with on the Chargers defense in 2018, it was in coverage. It was playing in space. He got a ton of coverage snaps. He blew away any other Chargers linebacker. It really wasn't close. And that year, he had great numbers. 97 tackles. He had a sack. He was a really explosive pass rusher. PFF ranked him as the 22nd best linebacker that year with an 81.7 grade. So I think this is a big deal for a linebacker. I think they are losing a player that was young, that was very proud promising that has shown a certain amount of production on the field before in this type of defense. It was the exact kind of player they wanted on a very inexpensive deal, of course. So it's not it's again it was a low risk, I should say high reward type of move. 
it's not a big deal that he retired. The team's not going to crumble without Jatavis Brown. But I do think he was someone they were hoping could be a young, explosive piece of the puzzle on the defensive side of the football. Again, I know last year he played his way off the team. And, you know, the, the real focus should be on Davian Taylor anyway. Um, and really the defensive backs and defensive linemen for this defense in 2020. But I think losing Brown is, uh, is a big deal for the position in a vacuum. Louis DiBiase here joining you on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. We'll continue to get into how Jatavis Brown retiring uh, from the NFL will affect the Eagles this season. But before we get into that, just want to give a shout out to our sponsor today, rockauto.com. I'm the kind of guy that likes things to be easy with my car. I don't want to have to go to dealerships. I don't want to have to go to store after store for auto parts when my car needs repairs. And that's why I go to rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, they're going to have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write down Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, Eagles fans, Louis DiBiase joining you on this Monday edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, getting into the linebacker position. Once again, we talked about it last week when I predicted the uh, defensive depth chart for 2020. You can check that podcast out on any platform or on LockdownEagles.com, just like the other four to six episodes we're churning out a week. Now that the season is getting underway here, Jatavis Brown retires from the NFL 26-year-old the Eagles signed in free agency back in the spring to hopefully be a piece of the puzzle here at linebacker. It's not a lot of proven ability at this position. It's not a position the Eagles really care about. They don't care to invest a lot of high draft picks in this position or a lot of money. But what they were kind of doing here at this position this year was they were going down the road of the modern NFL linebacker, that modern second-level player. If they were going to have a linebacker out there, all of their options outside of TJ Edwards is your most traditional linebacker, right? Your classic big body, bruising, you know, absorb blocks, get inside the A-gap and B-gap, clog run lanes, and thrive in tackling and on special teams. Outside of Edwards, though, every other option you had at linebacker was fast, explosiveness, can hold his own in space against the pass. That's really what the Eagles have done with you know, I would say Nate Geary, he, he fits that mold based on what he should be good at. He really doesn't, though, on the field when it comes to his actual uh, proven ability. But Nate Geary, if you were to say what kind of linebacker is he, an explosive, smaller, faster type of player that can cover. Uh, Davian Taylor, the same thing in the third round out of Colorado. Uh, you know, Sean Bradley, uh, Duke Riley. Jatavis Brown was one of those players that was supposed to be uh, this new version of a linebacker the Eagles were going towards in 2020 and now without him what do you have again I was hoping Brown was going to get Geary off the field more often than now he's going to be out there in 2020 Um, he's clearly going to get the majority of snaps now Nate Geary I I know he was going to probably anyway you know Jim Schwartz trusts him uh, more than any of these players but again Brown was just another option that has played at a much higher level Nate Geary hasn't sniffed what Brown did two years ago And that's why this bums me out that he's retiring, because 
it's not that really we lost Jatavis Brown. It's more so that this means here comes it's Nate Geary time in Philadelphia. TJ Edwards, again, he's going to be relied on on first and second down, you know, against the run, short yardage situations, I'm sure in the red zone, you know, on the goal line. He'll be used in those areas as well as a special teams ace. He's one of the best special teams players in the NFL. But again, he's limited on third and 11 out in space. If Alvin Kamara this year is called out in motion inside, you do not want him dragging TJ Edwards out there. He's going to put him on skates. So Edwards, I like him for what he's going to be asked of, but it's not what they would have asked of Jutavis Brown. Davian Taylor is the guy that I'm focused on. I know you guys hear me say this line every time I talk about the position. I pray he's ready sooner rather than later. Davian Taylor was not expected to be somebody ready to take on a big role in his rookie year this year. He is very raw in zone coverage, football IQ, he's got to get there still. He's got all the raw abilities, but he's also very raw to the game of football. So you were hoping Jatavis Brown, uh, Geary, Edwards, they'll be your guys this year. You develop Taylor, maybe at the end of the year he comes in, or next year is when he really takes on a bigger role as a third-round pick, because he's clearly going to be somebody this defense invests in in the future. Right now, though, he's going to probably have to play. Um, Because, again, Edwards is not going to play on passing situations. And Let's say Nate Geary were to get hurt, Davian Taylor is probably the guy that just from a pure ability standpoint you want on the football field. And I think if you use, and he's going to play, I think if you use him the right way, he's not going to reach his ceiling in his rookie season at all. I don't think at least. Um, but you can use him, if you can hide his weaknesses, if you let him play more in man-based uh, coverages, if you, you, know, you let him blitz, you use him in spots that you know he can thrive, but at the same time you hide his weaknesses. I thought the Eagles did a really good job of that last year when they had so many practice squad players in and you know backups. They said, okay, how can we mask these guys' inefficiencies because clearly they're not some of the best starters in the NFL. They're not full-time starters in football. But at the same time, All these guys are in the NFL for a reason. You can find what they do well, and the Eagles did a good job of bringing out the positive production in those guys, the positive traits, and they, I think they blocked out the negative for the most part. I hope that Davian Taylor, they can find that kind of role for him again where they don't put him in situations where he's set up to fail, and uh, at the same time, hopefully he can give you some good production because, again, this is a kid that can get from sideline to sideline really quick, and you saw at Colorado – He was covering running backs and athletic tight ends and wide receivers in space, and he was holding his own in man coverage. But when it comes to zone, when it comes to assignments still, there's times where he can kind of look like a a chicken with his head cut off. So I do hope that he develops faster. I know it's going to be tough because with this kind of offseason, it's not as much hands-on work. He's not going to get as much real game reps with no preseason, and practice is going to be very limited you know, during training camp. But he's the guy to watch now without Brown. If you want someone else to step up eventually this year over Geary, I think it's going to be Taylor. So that's that's where I'm at. But look, this is a position that is weak. This is a position that offenses can expose if they're on the field with misdirection, play action, matchups in open space. You saw that last year. Teams went after Nate Geary when he was out there. They went after TJ Edwards. They went after Camus, Grujay Hill, and Nigel Bradham too. Nigel Bradham regressed a lot last year as a starter. So this is a position that Kyle Shanahan, Sean Payton, they're going to go after this year. Why I'm not Super worried, though, is again, the Eagles aren't going to give you a lot of opportunities to expose this position because there's going to be so many times where this is a defense that the looks they give you, it's all defensive linemen and defensive backs. So I'm not super concerned about it. 
At the same time, though, losing Jatavis Brown, I think, is a big deal for the position as a whole. Louis DiBiase here joining you on Lockdown Eagles. We'll wrap up this edition of the show. Coming up next, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You know, when you think about it, linebacker, by the way, I think they stick with what they have. Alec Ogletree's a free agent. That's for a reason. Don't want that kind of player uh, at linebacker anymore. Mark Barron, a former defensive back, maybe you decide to bring him in as a you know cost-effective uh, veteran signing. Those are some of the few names available. Hey, so is uh, some Eagles legends. Corey Nelson, Paul Worlow, Leroy Reynolds. When you think about it, like those names make me think, with Jutavis Brown now too not playing a single snap for this team, they're so bad. Howie Roseman stinks at signing cheap, low-end free agent linebackers. The one they got right last year, LJ Fort, they cut for a compensatory draft pick. And then he went on to produce big time for the Baltimore Ravens, and now he's a key piece of that defense. He's a starting linebacker. So even the one guy they actually signed that was good, and we all thought was good, remember me and Gino talked him up coming out of Pittsburgh all offseason. We said, sign LJ Fort. In my offseason simulation, I said, we're going to go after LJ Fort. And sure enough, they did, but they cut him. So you don't really get credit for that. You don't get credit for Jatavis Brown because he's not going to play a single snap. Corey Nelson, Paul Worlow, Leroy Reynolds. This position in general this decade has been abysmal for the Eagles. I mean, yeah, you had D'Amico Ryans and Jordan Hicks, Nigel Radham. But those three, yeah, those three were great. But then I can, for those three, I can name 10 others that did not work out more. Let's just rattle through some random, terrible Eagles linebackers names here to wrap up the show in the 2010s. These are the guys off the top of my head I can think of. Jamar Chaney. Uh... That, that whole era was terrible. Casey Matthews, Brian Roll, <laughs> Keenan Clayton, Ernie Sims, Moise Foku. You had Kiko Alonso, Donnell Ellerby, the Super Bowl year. Remember, Donnell Ellerby actually got snaps. Zach Brown last year. That's another signing. I talked about, you know, Corey Nelson, Paul Worlow, Leroy Reynolds, LJ Fort, Davis Brown. Zach Brown last year was a disaster, and they chose him over Jamie Collins. This team stinks at linebacker, and maybe they just don't care, and that's why they're just winging it. Or maybe they don't care about it because they know they're terrible at, at evaluating the position. I don't know. But either way, if you are going to be crappy at bringing in one position in football, I think it would be linebacker, right? You don't want to be bad at evaluating offensive linemen or defensive linemen or a secondary or, wide, or quarterback, of course. Linebacker, I would say, is the one position, if you were going to suck like the Eagles do at bringing in linebackers, <laughs> it would be that position. It would be linebacker. So, man, some of those names. I believed in Keenan Clayton, let me tell you. That was one of my big misses. So was Jamar Chaney. Uh, and Ernie Sims, like even Stuart Bradley got concussions all the time. This has been a disastrous position for the team. And, yeah, they've gotten good play out of uh, D'Amico and Hicks and Bradham and even Michael Kendricks over the years. But for the most part, it's been a wasteland. Louis DiBiase joining you on Lockdown Eagles. Thank you so much for tuning into this edition of the show. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on any platform or on LockdownEagles.com. I post all the shows four to six times a week now that the season is rolling through training camp and we get into the regular season in less than, what, 35 days? I mean, we're almost a month away from the 2020 season starting. I cannot wait for some Eagles football to get going. We got you covered right here on Lockdown Eagles and on Twitter. I'm always talking birds after the show. Follow me at DiBiaseLOE. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening, and let's go birds.